water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to uh, Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast by us, the Novice Elitists. Uh, with your host Caleb and Isaac, Caleb, how are you doing currently, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm I'm even considering uh, you know running away from this podcast because I'm so uh, excited. All right, well that's uh, show's <laughs> old. that's it. Show's over, folks. Goodbye. Hi, good night. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. This is back to some lighter fare after uh, the Avatar and the Fire Lord. So, so we'll see how that that manages. Yeah. Um, Do you ever read Runaways? By the way runaways no i don't think uh yeah what, what's that book i believe uh it's either the it's either the another power pack type book or oh no, wasn't there a show yeah wasn't there a show a few years ago called the runaways yep yeah it was in that weird like is it mcu or is it not actually is legion still a thing i don't think so and then there was the um that mutant show what the hell was it called Oh, I don't know. No clue. Yeah, it came. I don't even know if it's who owns it now. Sorry, it's just weird. Well, I probably was a Fox property, so like, I forgot about that. Anyway, sorry, this is not Avatar. My, my apologies. Hmm. Um, yeah, today's episode we are doing uh, episode or book three, episode seven. We have once again Joshua Hamilton picking up the pen for this one, and our old pal and frequent, uh, uh, frequent uh, filmmaker here, or. TV maker Giancarlo Volpe back again as a director. Do you know who the animation services were by this episode? I don't know, but I'm going to take a stab and guess that it's DR Movie or potentially that other secretive uh, one that we only seen once before. Happen to remember the name? No, I don't. All right, well, take a stab in the dark, flip a coin. What do you think it is? Well, due to what you're saying now, I'm assuming it's that's that other third studio. You are correct. It is the other, the new hired animated studio, Moy Animation. Hmm. Yeah, definitely taking a couple notes out of the, yeah, the playbook of DR movie with some of the looks in this one. Whether he means positive or negative, that's up to him, and I guess up to you, the viewer, but or listener, <laughs> excuse me. But um, the summary, sir. It's gathered supplies time again with the boomerangs as they arrive in another new Fire Nation city and decide to take in some shopping. But having only one silver coin left to spend, Toph sees an opportunity to expand their wealth by beating a local swindler at his own game. She uses her blindness as a faux weakness and her earthbending as a secret weapon. She proves a perfect scam artist for the unsuspecting Fire Nation gambling scene, and very soon she ropes in Aang and Sokka into her schemes. But one member of the group argues back against this new money-making enterprise. Guitar and Toph have long been dealing with a slowly building strain in their relationship, and seeing her take the group down this risky course of action finally lands them in another big conflict. Toph sees this as a manifestation of Katara lacking some fun muscles 
and starts to push back against the parental tendencies she sees in the waterbender. While Katara sees Toph's dangerous mentality as a way of her to express a continuing rebellion against her very controlling upbringing, and eventually, Katara overhears a private conversation between Toph and Sokka, where the two both share their complaints about her need to play the parental role among the group. At first she's disheartened, but Sokka explains that Katara felt the need to adapt into the parental role to fill the absence left by the death of her mother. And realizing her lack of perspective, Toph comments that despite her flaws, she very much appreciates Katara, and Katara sees the real her, and treats her better than even her own mother did. Afterwards, she goes to Katara to apologize, but is surprised when the waterbender proposes a scheme of her own. Toph's criminal ways have supposedly led to a ransom for her arrest, and seeing the chance for some quick cash, Katara schemes that she'll pretend to capture Toph and accept the reward, while Toph uses her earthbending to escape the cage. But their plan is ruined when it turns out Toph is enclosed in a wooden cage and is unable to use her bending. And worse so, it turns out the ransom was a trap by Zuko's combustion bending bounty hunter, and they both end up captured. And in that cage, the two further mend the bridge between them, and Toph lets loose about her own fears about how she left her parents, and how hurt they must have been by not having heard from her. Eventually, at the other side of the group, Aang and Sokka realize that something seems to be amiss, and go to pursue their lost friends. This leads Aang walking right into the combustion man's trap, and a battle ensues. The two manage to rescue their friends, and before long, the gang escape once again. But Toph decides, after the events of the episode, that she wants to send a message to her parents, and Katara helps her write it. And that's how we end The Runaway. Uh, thank you, sir, for that. Now, uh, you, the listener, if you wish to follow along with us sporadically and erratically, uh, get your legally or illegally purchased, digitally or physically uh, copy of this. Get two timestamp zero ad plus per play right now. So as he said, you know, we were previously on, we were uh, just, we had the Fire Lord and the Avatar, the Avatar and Fire Lord, excuse me. Really good tale that I feel like they, they really can't expand on that in the Netflix show. And kind of left on a very like, whoa, we got to take this all in. Like, I wonder how Aang and everybody is going to like comprehend and deal with this. No, it's just a somewhat filler episode. <laughs> Yeah, and that is the that is the downside. As, as much as it is like, okay, it's nice to have some lighter fare. Whistler son. Following up that uh, yeah, very heavy episode. Uh, the fact that it, none of it's ever addressed is kind of like, oh, this one feels like this could have been in any... Like, they could have moved this to any place in the season, and I'm sure it would have been fine. This, this feels like it's completely in its own world, just filling some space. However, while they don't deal with the not follow up but they don't deal they, they don't follow up on the previous episodes contents they do however follow up on a previous episode from a previous books contents that's true yeah there was a conflict that was never resolved a conflict between two parties within team avatar the boomerang excuse me that being uh katara and toff's little spat they had during the chase Mm. Yeah, it's almost see it's it does feel like I'm just looking at like the previously on it does feel like this could have been like either before um what do you call it before uh the Firewood and the Avatar, so I guess like Ombre Island players like after that one, or yeah, just before that one maybe, but anyways. Maybe maybe it was the 
the the Fire Lord and the Avatar were uh, the mid season finale, so they had to put it there. Like, who wants to end on a uh, like tune back in for <laughs> to see what happens next uh, with you know with with the, the runaway right? Uh, okay. Yeah, and I do want to uh, point out here that they. I don't. I'm not sure why they made this choice, but to open it up, we get one of those things where we jump right into the middle of the action and they leave us confused. Oh no, Toph, she's being arrested by uh, three three guard ladies who all seem to have the same character design. Oh no. And then in the background, there's Toph, there's Katara. She's turned over Toph to the authorities, and we're all shocked. Like, oh my gosh, what did we miss? Did I jump in the middle of the episode when I was flipping channels? Good grief! She's snuffing Toph out. Uh, the whole the audience reaction is like they're 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 just like Ozai statue right there. They're completely just venting their breath out. <laughs> yeah, but then it turns out, oh no, wait! I didn't just accidentally channel surf onto the middle of the episode. They're just pulling a Daredevil, uh, uh, two thousand three or whatever else that does this. <laughs> three days earlier. Yeah, and we see that. Aang is, is still getting some training. You know, we've complained about the fact that his timeline to master the elements has been so crunched, and we've also complained that we really don't get to see much of his training. And that's potentially might cause some believability issues with him becoming a master of all the elements. But we do open up here with him, yeah, working on it again. But even though we're getting to see Aang doing some training here, both of his, uh, both of his master trainers master in quotation marks teachers yeah both of them are not really putting too much attention on their pupil they seem much more caught up in their own bickerings and yeah this is clearly not something that's just popped up today this is clearly an issue that's been there for for a long time it seems that there is a bit of skeletons in the closet for these two some bad beef between mm. these two, potentially. I'm not saying the other obvious, like, uh, you know, song choice, but anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe Aang could suss out that beef in the closet using his his seismic sense that he's training, which I thought was cool. There we go. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, all right, time for practice. Uh, he puts his, his headbands as a blindfold now, and we see him actually applying the seismic sense. Well, let's go. That's some good stuff. But Aang... When are you gonna learn firebending? I admittedly was thinking the exact same thing. I was just, like, just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep asking until he he, he gives me an answer. So, <laughs> this this like tw- like 15 year old show is gonna tell me anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we see that Ang he seems to be actually you know doing pretty well with both earth bending, air bending, and water bending. It's yeah, his, his training's paying off pretty well, and he's even so good that he manages to dodge as as uh. Toph throws this rock at him. He goes into the ground, and then Katara gets hit in the stomach with the rock. And instead of apologizing like any normal person would, Toph just starts ribbing Katara a little bit about it. So she even calls her Madam uh, Fussy Britches, which I thought was like, wow, this this chick, man. She's so... She's brutal. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Katara retaliates with a wave of water, which she expertly also yeah. creates, like, a little hole uh between her and Aang, which is kind of cool and mm-hmm. just splashes all of Toph and uh calls her madam mudslug and then you know aside from the name calling what would it be 
if it's not a political match uh, or yeah, political speech, uh, if they weren't mudslinging with each other in a mud pit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Master uh, Sokka comes in. He's like, oh, you know, I've been training with, uh, was it Piandao? Piandao, Master Piandao. Yeah, and he's like, I learned how to use my, my arm as a sword. You know, the sword is an extension of my arm, so I'm going to use my sword arm to uh, show you uh, how to dodge a sneak attack. So, so he's getting into the training too. I mean, he's he's suddenly a master as well. <laughs> yeah, especially with that whole you know like sneak attack bit. Um, also, with his hand trying to be pretend to be. Listen, Piendo was doing stuff back in the day where his arm almost was metal, as if it was like liquid metal. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was I was I didn't see that one coming. There you go. <laughs> but so yeah, the Qatar and Toph, they're. They're really laying into each other here. This is getting to be these tensions. I mean, it's almost like Tej and Rome in Fast. Uh, oh, maybe that's a spoiler. Fast Dex. <laughs> One of the fast. Anyway, oh, um, I, 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 you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> and you know, they're 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 talking of mud pies. I don't really see any mud pies. Um, and you know, they're not really mud wrestling per se, because like. I mean, the closest thing to mud wrestling is oil wrestling, and so they're not really doing oil wrestling. So uh, other than they're just bending with the fact that the combination between water and, and dirt uh, in this universe, at least. So, <laughs> But yeah, so, so we have that fight over there, and then we cut over to a Fire Nation uh, town, another town that's rife with overproduction. It seems like the Fire Nation love to bring in their smokestacks and pollution... So, uh, yeah, that's no great. That's not great. Strip mining everywhere. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good day in the Fire Nation, I suppose. Yeah, and I like the very clear di differentiation. We've seen so many towns. The Fire Nation towns definitely feel distinct, which I like. But then we see as they're walking along, Toph happens to notice, because they're, they're running out of money. They've only got one piece of silver left. And they're like, oh, what, what should we do with it? How should we spend it? And Toph notices a guy who's doing that little cup trick. You know, I've got a rock in one of these three cups. Which cup's the rock in? You know, we'll, we'll bet some money on it. And she's like, I got a great idea. I can use my my uh, my special abilities here to just scam this guy out of money. So let's go and, yeah, let's see if we can turn this one piece of silver into 20. Okay, so from 0413, uh, we're doing the shell game, right? So he sticks he sticks the shell or whatnot. He sticks the rock in the middle shell. All right, see if you can follow along. And of course they cut, so I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, now they cut away again. Son of a gun! Oh, went up his sleeve. Dirty rotten scoundrel. What's he doing here? Yeah, they do a good job illustrating that. Hey, this guy's a scumbag too. You know, he's he's pulling his own scams. So a uh, scumbag. I mean, he's we've got to make some bread, man. Like, what are you talking about here? Well, just in case you look at Toph and like, oh, she's screwing this guy out of his money. Hey, he's been screwing folks out of money too. So you know they're they're on the same level of yeah, scam artists and cheaters. Again, so I guess I assume this episode is just a is <laughs> just an adaptation of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Well, we'll see as it goes along. Yeah, maybe we'll try to make some comparisons. I don't know. I've never seen that film. <laughs> But either way, Toph shows up. She's really laying on the the thick. Oh, I'm an I'm a blind amateur routine. Oh, I can't even find my way to the table. Uh, what's this piece of? What are you using here? Uh, 
And you can see the guy being like, okay, here's a mark. Yeah, let's let me just give her an easy win and then see if I can rope her into give me all of her money and that's that nice sword that Sokka has. Yeah, you know, hustlers will, you know, they'll get they'll give you a free or one or two and then like you know, then they'll turn up the heat. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dirty rotten scoundrels, uh, you know that Emperor Palpatine was in that film? No, I didn't, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. It was in one of his like other roles that he had. Anyway. Um so yeah, he he you know starts to he's like yeah let's let's make this a, an interesting game or whatnot. I'll bet you some uh, bet you like you know forty silver pieces or whatnot or twenty silver pieces sorry and then she's like I'll throw in Sokka's sword like his new space sword that he just got and uh, makes forty pieces of silver so the, 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 the bet's on let's let's go. Yep, and I like that we see during that first round that he put a stone under everyone, and then for the last round he he stole he. he took a stone out of everyone so there, there's nothing on the table and it's only because of her bending abilities that she manages to pull it back so I, I like that i thought they did a good job focusing on it yeah and he's even like confused as to when like you know the shell the, the stone is under the middle shell and he's like wait a minute i thought i put up my sleeve but he obviously you know can't reveal that or else like he's you know yeah gonna lose a lot of other customers yeah like the giant his eye he like he has to make sure extra close it's <laughs> like I, I, you know, what, what the hell the world with this? I'm gonna just throw this bean, like bean away, and it's gonna spread a bean stock to somewhere else. Yeah, and I'll say, uh, even though the animation does feel definitely less polished this time around, I think just the direction with this one, it's got such a fun vibe to it. The they're definitely. I was having a bad day when I was watching this work today, and the the lightness of this one was just lifting my spirits a bit. And there you go. You know, I, I think you said in the past in one of the previous episodes in this in this book where you're like, I feel like they're getting a little bit more closer to anime. This is the one where I feel yeah. like they really are like pretty close to anime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just the like exaggerations like that guy when he looks at the rock, his eye gets so huge. Yeah. And even some of just the shot choices of motion and stuff feel like anime. Yeah, not this is not a complaint. This is just a, like this yeah. is an observation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A neutral observation. No strong feelings or opinions one way or the other. Yeah, but we see as they come back to the camp, they've clearly spent their, their hard-earned dollars. They bought a whole bunch of food and some, some stuff, and immediately Katara's, you know, negative Nancy. Where'd you get all that stuff? What's going on here? Uh, I thought I was the one who handles all the finances and receipts. So, yeah, and her and... Yeah, no, what are you guys trying to do here? Like, you can't just go into a town and, like, you know, start bringing livelihood back to their... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you can't be, uh, yeah, bringing life back to their dead economy. This is... Uh... Even though we really weren't doing that, and we were going <laughs> to the dead end part of the economy. But uh, immediately, Qatar, or immediately toss Pokem back, like, oh, of course you'd be complaining, you know, you, you don't like fun. And Katara's like, what? I like fun. And she puts Momo on her head and desperately tries to be like look this is funny right uh and that's i actually felt bad for in that moment i was like this this is just sad that wasn't funny for momo what the hey yeah he did look really put out <laughs> and then ang has to go and like you know shoot his mouth and be like all right katara i solemnly swear as i put my you know uh, cross my fingers behind my back uh making you an avatar promise that i will not uh do anything to uh, gain monetary value for some reason, even though I'm the Avatar, but anyway. Yeah, through illicit means. Is the <laughs> and then immediately we see him jumping right to the illicit corners of the world and, yeah, doing illicit things to trick 
poor people. Yeah. Sp- spiritualism? What's that? Like the spirit <laughs> world? What, what, what spirits here? What? Bring unity to the peoples in the spirit world. Oh, no, it's more division. What is this? False hope? We're in Canto Bite now. What the heck? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but I do think that the series of scams, they, they, do have, they have some fun stuff here. The montage, you mean? Yeah, just the different expressions. I think the one I liked the most was uh, Toph with the, the hammer. You ever you ever played any of those hammer uh, games? I I never have because those those have to be rigged, right? Like I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, do you honestly think they are like a test of strength? I'm sure they're rigged, but um, I don't know. I've I've gotten them pretty high, and then I I think I won something once with one. Nice. They're kind of fun, although my shoulder hurt really bad the next day. <laughs> I I just like when I go like for instance when I go down like the playland, I see all that. I just don't have money. Like, uh, or actually, I used to not have money to do that so i'm like man if only i could especially those machines that uh have all those like you know nifty gadgets in there like a like a phone or like a psp or something like that back in the day and you're supposed yep. to like line all the uh the the uh, the, the what is it, the, the, the squares up so that they create like a tower or a column it's like yeah if only i had money but it's like nope uh they, they either like scam you or literally it's just a reaction game but anyway yeah since i don't go for roller coasters yeah i think i save my money for that stuff yeah the random stupid games that cheat you <laughs> i guess if you were to go to like castle park yeah yeah i guess there's that too yeah uh, but yeah so we see their their series of scams are really paying out well i mean these guys they're they're they came with one piece of silver and next thing you know now they've got half the economy sitting at their their laps they're oh yeah i know a lot bigger and better they're like they're they're cleaning house today yeah. Uh, they're cleaning house, especially when like you know Toph actually runs into this guy's cart, which I thought was a funny little scam there. Yeah, I like that. Just like blocks his wheel and then just goes stiff as a board and drops. <laughs> just her dead, unconscious body, like lying there, like for, for instance, oh eight fourteen, and then out of nowhere, the guy like panics and he's like, I don't even know who's driving the stagecoach, but like then he like panics and this lawman. Who looks like Wang Fire for some reason comes over <laughs> and just like, "What's going on here, Buster?" It, it is funny just watching them, just yeah, uh, so innocently scam people and being criminals. <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, how, how else are these guys going to make money? But they get some good comedy mileage out of it. Oh eight twenty one. I count twelve bags of silver or whatever that is that he gives the uh, the cop or you know the authority figure to uh, look away. Yeah, and I figured that was actually all the different people that they're stopping and stealing all their money. <laughs> okay, I didn't think of that. That's a that's a good point. But I was uh, wanted to point out the Chimerica horse that he's got with the. I thought that was an interesting design. It's like a catfish moose horse like yeah. creature, I guess. Yeah, it's a little unusual. I, I liked it. It's probably on the wiki somewhere. I won't I won't check it, but I know it's probably like every everything in this like series is labeled on the wiki. Yeah, but of course they're back at camp and Katara is once again just laying in and thick like, come on, you guys really need to slow down with these scams. You know, it's going to get us into trouble and yeah, I, I think it's too bad that Toph is so cruel to her about this stuff. She's always sniping. How how processed do you think these pieces of silver are? Oh, are you saying like, do you think they're like pretty solidly silver or mixed both things yeah do you think they're like basically do they have do you think that these like this this currency still has like earth in them for her to metal bend that's a good question yeah Yeah. i'm not sure 
Yeah, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know the answer. I'm just like throwing it out there. But you know, Katara herself like uh, brings up a, a good point. I, I will fully admit this is a, this is a fair assumption. Is that uh, you know, the more they keep doing these like scams, the more they may get some heat on themselves. And so she's like, you "Guys, gotta stop. You gotta lie low. Wait for your uh, your 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 heat meter to go down." Anybody who's played GTA will definitely uh, know what we're talking about. There you go. Yep. And unfortunately, don't have any way of like uh, getting rid of the heat on like a cell phone or something like that. And obviously, in exchange for some monetary uh, services. Yeah, and and Toph is telling her to lighten up, and Katara starts talking like, "Hey, like, what do you think I should should I be like you, a wild child just running around?" And then that that triggers a little bit of something in Toph that's maybe she's hiding under the surface. When she's like, oh, maybe if you did that, you'd see how good we have it. You know, with no parents telling us what to do, we could just travel the world and, you know, be uh, criminals. So, hmm, let's bring up something. Uh, by the way, at 0846, we see a good, another demonstration of her little, uh, I guess, what she's doing with her shoes there, where she's, yeah. like, you know, the, the tops of it are, you know, still there, but the, the soles and the, the bottom of it are gone just to like hide her feet, which is, I still think is pretty cool. I like that too. I think that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, this, her saying that triggers Katara to be like, aha, I've got you. And I've, I figured out why you're like this. And she goes into her therapist routine and this all stems from your criminal ways stem from your, your, Connection with your parents. What was her relationship with your mother? And and then Toph's just leaning back in her little little uh, couch. And yeah, yeah. She she then shows her the Rorschach paintings and just like you know what do you see here? What do you see? All of those just like what do you see here? A rock. What do you see here? A rock. You cannot say the next one is a rock. A rock. Oh wait a minute, I can't see. So what am I supposed to say? <laughs> and then uh, she's like, "Tell me about your relationship with your parents." And Toph's like, "I hate them." And she's like, mm, I don't think you do hate them. I think you miss them. Mm. It's like, hey, get out of my head, man. <laughs> mm, all right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, for, for all those uh, psychology majors or minors, I'm about to obviously bring up the one person you don't want to hear like you. So apologies there if I trigger you, but this is the person that you don't want to hear on the podcast like this. And you ever thought, you know, I'd say something like this. But so allow me to be a little... Freudian with you, and let's talk about the id, ego, and super ego. Anyway, oh boy, and we just lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> Is this going somewhere? Or was that a, just a bit? <laughs> no, that was just a bit. Oh, okay, what are you talking about? Freud was right. Oops. And then, yeah, they start going off about we got enough troubles with that third eyed freak after us, and I was like, oh man, this, this is getting cruel to that guy, too. Yeah, man, what the hey, it's just a tattoo. Like, does that mean that Aang's the, like, arrow, uh, arrow tatted freak? Well, I, yeah, I guess if he was after them, yeah, she'd say the same thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, and also didn't, she... no, wait, was, was it, no, yeah, did Katara call Tylee a circus freak in the drill, or am I wrong with that? Oh, I'm just thinking of when Zuko was calling her that, yeah, I can't remember. No, yeah. In back in yeah, um, yeah the Easter, beach. Easter, yeah, and the beach. Excuse me, yeah, that was yeah, they were. It was that, but I thought Katara said something like that. But anyway, yeah, it's too long for me now. But speaking of like third eyed, uh, third eye freak man. Let's say third eye blind, but like yeah, the third the third eye tattoo man or Boba Fett. Sorry, Sokka has a nickname. Yeah, it's uh, yes, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Uh, doesn't have the quite the same uh you know ring as the boomerangs you should probably go back to the drawing board with that one 
yeah, I still prefer Boba Fett to myself. There you go. Yeah, I, I at least this one. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, but they they decide to go with it for now. Oh, and then uh, you know that uh, yeah after that, uh, just you know minor, uh, I guess like just tangent. Uh, yeah, the, back back to the two you know. Uh, the, the heated debate between Toph and Katara from the the, the chase, uh, and similarly where Toph is not having it and she keeps redirecting. She's like, "I'm out of here," and then just goes and pouts to her room. Where Katara's like, "I'm sending you off to my your room." Yeah, she walks like three feet away, <laughs> and then makes a room. Yeah, a, a big rock, a tiny rock fortress. She barely has any moved room to move around in there. I guess that's good enough for her. <laughs> And then just to break the tension even further, Sokka's like, all right, well, uh, I'm just going to do go do my favorite, you know, pastime, which is shopping. Yeah, he really does love that shopping. And this is, I feel like you are spoiling or secretly spoiling some stuff here with uh, me, our pal hockey. Boiling a series like this. It's not like we have a spoiler section or something like that. I am uh, like appalled that you would say such like these accusations, sir. What's going on here? Well, let me talk. Let me ask you about your relationship with your parents, and maybe we'll get to the the core of why you've turned to a criminal liar. Okay, what do you want to know? Spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> oh, now you just stop after like I'm like, all right, I'll comply. <laughs> no, okay, you're done. <laughs> no, I was just playing Katara. I was just making fun of her. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, we get to see Hockey again, and Hockey he seems happy to be there. He's like, oh, you know, I loved being in that pilot, and I was so disappointed when I wasn't picked up for a regular role, but coming back for this cameo oh you know of course i couldn't be happier that's he was making the rounds and all the talk shows yeah he definitely <laughs> was and yeah he went he went on all the ones he was on the stern show he was on tonight show the late show he's on all the shows and whatnot <laughs> of course you know it was getting desperate to the point where he's going to go to daytime talk shows oh no fox and friends <laughs> the, the, the the kelly ripa and friends and or the 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 view like yeah all that's uh, you definitely don't want to do that. let's let's not yeah and he's saying hey you know I'm, I'm Sokka let's get introduced I'm your new owner uh you know back at camp we do have this this flying lemur that you got to watch out for you know that guy I mean you know trying to get on his bad side but but as he's getting laying out those introductions and hockey seems pleased both of them happen to notice something uh strange in the wall something demonic looking and very anime inspired as well, I think. <laughs> the human look, and what, 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 why would you say that, sir? I mean, it just looks like you know somebody drew an angry face. That's well, not just about the teeth and the hair. It just makes me think of anime. Oh, it is anime. I'm just saying, like, but I don't know, but like, I don't know who it's supposed to be or whom it's supposed to be. Excuse me, it could be anybody. Oh, it's uh, I, yeah, Sokka has a pretty good idea that it's uh, Toph, and he decides to to snatch it up and bring it to her and. He, and he enrolls it. He's like, do you know about this? And I, I like this is a, a fun blind joke here because it's more in him than, than anything. <laughs> Just being a dummy. Yeah, well, what do you think about it there? The joke writes itself uh, in that like he shows it to her and she's like, OK, well, what's it say? And <laughs> says that, you know, they, 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 they heard this. um Well, it's it's about this, this this kid who looks just like you and they're calling her the runaway who keeps running away with money. And I'm like, hmm. So those two buffoons in that were chasing her last book finally like give up and were like, forget it. We're just putting our own, our own bounty up for for these guys. That's interesting. Yeah. See, I figured they were dead. I thought this was maybe the uh, people in the town putting up warnings. Like, hey, we got to watch out for this chick. 
Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And I don't know if they like, yeah, they've seen her and they're like yeah, suspicious of her. Or if they, if, if they also know Sokka by association and they should also like turn him in or like you know, grab him and be like, Hey, where's this, uh, where's this runaway at? Yeah. How long ago do you think it was that she left them stranded inside that, that metal box there? Oh, you know, it was a good three weeks between like the end of book three and, or sorry, book two and three. And it's been at least, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, so summer solstice is coming up and mm, so they might have they might have been able to survive on some sweat uh water for a while but yeah with no food for three weeks yeah they're probably yeah corpsed out not to mention the smell of uh what is uh what what, what, it, what it would be like in there yeah yeah well that's uh well, yeah let's move away from that dark moment maybe maybe we'll see somehow they survive but i'm hoping not yeah tops the protagonist in in the moral high ground right right <laughs> And we've already seen that she's a criminal and a swindler. So add murder to the... I mean, hey, she is the blind bandit. Yeah, she's a blind bandit. So, like, she just adds the runaway to her cast of personas. Yeah, and she loves it. She's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely one that I can cycle through as, uh, yeah, a gimmick for a few a few months. Okay, so she has... Yeah, she, she has a blind bandit. She has the runaway. What do you think she has next? Um, the, uh, the blind swordswoman. <laughs> I don't know. So, so if... If Kuzan and or like Aang is like the headband, uh, Tara's the painted lady, and Sapphire Fire, Sokka's Wand Fire or Wang Fire, excuse me, and then he's also uh, um, Cactus Juice. We need we need a third persona for Toph, <laughs> and we got it. But yeah, you know she's pleased. She even asks like, "Oh, did they do a good job? Does it look like me?" And Sokka's like, "Yeah, you know it does look. It looks pretty close." Hey man, like he he definitely like is like oh yeah, this is like about my artistic ability. Yeah. Like we saw, you know, <laughs> when he drew those like you know missing posters from Oppa in the previous book, and then you know the calligraphy that he was doing with Piandao. Yeah, and, and and we've we've learned that Sokka, you know, also has a spinning moral compass in this one, and so he's perfectly willing to take the bribe and you know continue to put them all at risk by uh, going back in town and com- continuing with the scams for some money here yes because uh, yes of course yeah because uh yeah his moral compass is uh well let's just say it's a scale in a way and if the scale happens to be heavier uh with a whole like pile of uh money say uh his moral uh will be uh, changed yep there you go he loves his shopping he can't get enough of it man like the kid grew up poor like i i kind of understand that <laughs> yeah and Speaking of understanding, uh, Toph, even though she can't see the poster, she still thinks it's a cool little piece of memorabilia. So she's like, "Okay, this is our secret, but I want to hold on to this too. Let me let me grab that from you there." And so, yeah, maybe that'll be Chekhov's uh, wanted poster a little bit later on. Yes, if uh, we sh- we ever saw her put it away somewhere. Yeah, besides in her jacket pocket, maybe she maybe she left that jacket out to be washed by the mom of the group, Katara. <laughs> Of course, and speaking of the mom of the group, Katara, she uh, and Aang come over after they're done uh, some bending practice, and uh, we're introduced to hockey. Yeah, and I think this is really sweet. I think it's quite cute that Sokka's like, oh, look, now we can talk to all of our friends. We can send a message to Grand Grand. I was like, oh, look at that. He's so thoughtful. And then here comes Miss Grumpy Boots. Yeah, to put a damper on it with her. Yeah, there you go. So here's my question. I mean, I think they could probably do it. How is it that they can't just have Momo 
do something like that instead? That's that's a good question. Well, maybe he's not been trained, you know. I know, he's not been trained and you have to train him and we've, you know, seen Momo's perspectives, but like he was on to finding Appa more than like these guys were. Like he was kinda of ahead of the curve in a way. But like well. So Momo, even though like he, he you know, he sometimes comes across as being like, you know, not not, not all there at the times, <laughs> not having like, you know, high intelligence or anything like that, and a bit of a loof character. He still can find his way around. I mean, he's for pit's sakes, he survived like you know, however long in the south, uh, southern air temples. So, That's like, true. Yeah, you gotta give him something of like the fact that he survived this long. Obviously, he's had to get out of jams because of Appa, but like, anyways, it's like kind of just seems superfluous to have hockey here if you already have like a flying type character here. Hey, this he, he needed the money, he, he was calling up Reich. He's like, hey, you know, I was in that pilot, you know, you got you guys gotta have something for me here, and yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, what am I, what am I talking about? Yeah, they always they always bring the actors back at some yeah. point. So the, the hockey was was no exception. It's just like, oh yeah, don't worry. They 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 were they were just like, yeah, don't don't worry. We know how to handle this stuff. And we're like, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we got you for a, a season seven or season. Seven. We got we got you for an episode seven. It's like, oh sweet, the episode seven ep- is in book one, not book one. Uh, okay, book book two, not book two, book three. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's a special one though. Yeah. Like, you're you're the star of the show. See, at the time, the unaired pilot it wasn't making the rounds, and hockey was like, I really want to start going to the convention scene to <laughs> make some money off autographs. So, yeah, sorry, we like came back and we were like, we we got the test reels and the we, we got all the um reviews from like the kids and whatnot. And they they just weren't they were just weren't going with you, man. Like they just weren't feeling you. So we, we had to we just had to cut your part out. Sorry, bud. See, that's why they put Grumpy Boots Momo in there as the representative of the uh, the test audiences. Yeah, just attack, attacking hockey. Yeah, this poor this poor bird this poor bird cannot get a break. Uh, but I do like uh, we we get a cute little piece of animation as Katara's making some some stew for the group. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the animation between like yeah, where him, where Momo immediately sees him is just like I remember you from the pilot. I we didn't have good chemistry, and they just like start fighting like Looney Tunes characters. I thought that was cute, but I like when she's yeah making the the soup for them, and she just gives some to Appa. Like here you go, have a taste. Stir in the soup. Yeah, and then she notices, hey, what what are these folks? Uh, Toph and and Sokka look like they're sneaking off somewhere. What's going on here? Yeah, and then, she, and then she just slides right over to, like, in front of Toph being like, and where were you, younger lady than me? Yeah, got her hands on her hips, and she's got that accusatory look. Yeah, tisk, 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 I'm nagging, 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 like, like, how dare you? Yeah, and she's like, I was cleaning, I was going through your sock drawer to see if you needed any more socks, and look what I discovered. What are you doing with this? Uh, but she, yeah, she says, like, I found this, which was... Yeah, the wanted poster. That's that. It was Toff's. Uh, it was her ego that left. Uh, had her hold on to this. She wanted a little piece of her uh, notoriety immortalized. I guess she like changed clothes or something like that. Because how the hell did that end up out of her like shirt pocket? But but anyway, yeah, the car was just like, see this. Look at this. Like, what what is the meaning of this? Like, I want you to see this and like tell me what you see. <laughs> Another good blind joke. And I like that uh, yeah, Toss just like furious about it. Like how how are you guys not getting this at this point? How long have we been how long have I been with you guys? Yeah, of course. And then they you know, she she asks like where Katara got it and Katara's just like I was cleaning stuff over there and you know, of course Toff's like I'm a semi 
uh, accurate uh, lie detector, don't lie to me. Yeah, and, and to really emphasize the, the mom role, first she was like, are you proud of this? Like, oh, man. And then she was like, oh, you went through my stuff. And she's like, well, it was messy. I was just uh, I was just straightening up. Uh, like, oh, come on. We know that you were looking for something. And uh, yeah, and then the whole thing of like, you know, uh, what are you going to do? Like, send me to my room, mother? That was, that was where this came from. I said it, I seen it earlier. Whoops. But even still. Uh, uh, to prove her point, it's like, hey, guys, does Katara act motherly? Yes. I Do I act motherly? <laughs> Yeah, and I like them. They're just like, dude, should we get involved in this? <laughs> Look at each other. I think that was good comedy timing there, too. Yeah, I gotta say, I think, you know, I mean, I like the animation style of this episode, but yeah, it's definitely like, somehow this animation style works with the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they wisely cheap out on the, the filler, more comedic episodes, because yeah, it doesn't need to convey as much emotion. Even though the guitar on top here, are, you know, conveying their emotions but but i do like her stressing like you're not my mom you're just a regular kid like us like what gives you the right to to act like this and it does seem to to sink in a little bit for for katara which i think is nice yeah no it's i mean if this if this has been like building for a good few months now or a few weeks like ooh. Oh boy, I guess it's uh, hopefully it can be resolved by the end of this episode, or else like we can't we can't have the team or we can't have the boomerang split again, or else that's not that's bad for morale. Yeah, and it's bad for the it's, that's bad for the uh, the company as well, man. Like we gotta keep this image up, man. But boomerangs have to like remain uh, as a t- as a group. Yeah, the sponsors might walk out if yeah they don't see me united. Oh, dude, like we, how are we gonna sell merchandise? We can't just have them like split up, man. Like no, they gotta remain like you know the the the, the, the four of them. Obviously, Momo and up uh, are in there, but still, like, just the four of them. Yeah. But yeah, they, you know, she put presses to Aang, like, do, do I feel like a mom to you? And he's he's got a little bit of some pollen in his eyes, some tree pollen. They're having a bad time that time of year. And he's he's doing some itching, and she's like, don't rub your eyes when you're talking to me. Speak clearly. And he's just like, ah. Uh. So, you know, she, that's hopefully an awakening for herself right there, too, that she's she's got some problems with the way she talks to the rest of them. But I do like, um, and the animation for this looks a little bit strange, especially for Aang. As we see Sokka, you know, he's using that big brain of his. He's got a brilliant idea. Why don't I send a note to Katara and say it's from Toph and that she's apologizing for their blow up. I love Hockey's expression up in the corner when they saying all this too. <laughs> yeah, he's just like also leaning in. It's just like, yeah, see, so, so that when, when he goes home to his family, he'll be like, see, guys, look right there. Look at my acting. And then they'll ask, like, oh, what were, you, what, what were you thinking during that scene? What was your, like, motivation? What was your, like, the way you were going to approach the scene, like, the, the way you would uniquely do so? Yeah, you need, this is a highlight on his reel. Yeah, this scene. <laughs> oh, man, it's like, yeah, the whole, like, the whole episode is a highlight reel. But, yeah, this is, like, the important scene where he's just like, yeah, so I, I lean my, I lean my, like, long neck into like near near where like and uh, there was a few times where i accidentally poked him in the eye and you oh, can no. see like his oh. eyes there that's kind of like if there was we had to apply a ton of makeup like above ang's eyebrows just because like i kept we actually had to like extend his eyebrows further up because i kept poking him in like in that same spot and it kept bleeding profusely we had to stop like the production for like 50 minutes it was a disaster yeah that's the one that he tells like 20 years later when he stopped looking for jobs <laughs> yeah they tried the plan and yeah, Katara, she susses it out pretty quick. She's like, ah, no, no, no. There's no way, because that Toph, 
you know, she can't write. And so Aang's like, okay, plan B, let's just completely reverse it and do the same plan except it's off. And yeah, then, yeah, that doesn't work out either. So Yeah, Sokka's just like, maybe we should wait on that one for a second. Let's try that maybe next time. We only, we only got one of these stupid jokes one an episode, once an episode. <laughs> and Hockey's choked. He's like, come on, I need the work. Yeah, man, like, you gotta let me show, like, let me show you, like, the talent that I, I bring, bring to this, the, the unique personality I, yeah. I have here. Uh, by the way, at uh, 1426, uh, there's a little idol that uh, may be uh, familiar to those who uh, remember the Watcher Bending Scroll. Oh, that's interesting. No, I don't remember. Hmm. It's a, uh, it's this, it's a little idol or statue uh, with the jeweled monkey or whatever it was that Uncle Iroh held up, and he made that face. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, I remember that. For some reason, Sokka purchased that somewhat useless item. Well, he loves spending. <laughs> but I've, I don't know how well that works, but maybe that makes sense because he keeps losing stuff like off of off his satchel. But to follow up that more comedic scene, Sokka, he decides, okay, I think the best thing I can do is just go and have a talk with, with Toph here. And we cut over to a bit of an intimate setting here as we sit on this this overhang of this, I guess they're on top of a mountain. And right underneath the overhang is this pool where Katara is bathing. Um, and yeah, she, she's got the sad look, she's in her feels. And then she happens to overhear the conversation above them. Yeah, and it's it starts out just like a scene out of Withering Heights as they're talking, oh, you know, that sister... Of yours, she's so annoying. Why does she stop? Uh, it's, it degrades us to have her around. And she's looking up like, oh, crap. I can't believe they're saying all this stuff about me. It must be true. Uh, one, I'd say it's more of a cliffside. Not really a mountain, but anyway. Um, well, it does look like they're on a mountain because of all the mountains around them. But <laughs> I guess so, but it's a, more of a cliff for me. But anyway, um, but yeah, we, we kind of get a, you know, a little bit of a more, you know, not, excuse me. We get more personal side of Sokka just talking about, like, you know, we thinks of his sister, and I don't know if Tara's ever actually heard of this from him. Uh, so, I don't know if she'll reveal that to him somehow, but, uh, no, it's, it is interesting how he does kind of see Katara as his mother, and the fact that he doesn't remember what his mom looks like, I, that's, uh, that's bad for a lot of people. I think a lot of people can relate to him on that one. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't even have any photos or anything. Yeah, that's tough. They don't have photographs, like, I don't even know, like, what the Water Tribe, both North or South, do with, like, when it comes to uh, paintings of each other. Like, we've seen the Earth Nation and the, or the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Nation being very much like, you know, they're, they're the ones with the, you know, the more into technology stuff where they're like, you know, we're doing portraits and whatnot, but like... Yeah, with the Water Tribe, didn't really see much of that in, like, the Northern Water Tribe Fortress and then, like, the Nero Nomads, like, other than statues, like... Uh, actually, no there, were, no, there were paintings. Never mind, there were paintings. I forgot about that. But he, yeah, he explains, you know, she had to step up and take on so much responsibility. She doesn't really know where the line is to just be, yeah, a fun-loving kind of kid like the rest of them. And that gives Toph a different perspective. She's like, wow, I never really considered that element. And, yeah, of course, Katara's down there listening the whole time. And they both come away from this conversation with a, a changed perspective. Yeah, no, the, the the whole reason behind, you know, either Tara's projects, as Michaela told us all those years ago, or uh, or just like, you know, the way Tara acts throughout the season is because, 
as, as any probably so, sociologist or psychologist would like probably tell you that when like you know a person leaves the family one other kind of like steps up or somehow like assumes the role like indirectly or directly and i guess katara indirectly took responsibility of her family in, in that sense for becoming the mother <laughs> at a young age yikes yep real stuff man but by the way i mean at least from the shot at 1645 was that pool like super far down or maybe this just an awkward shot maybe i should go back and see uh it could be a different pool like it could be a different cliff could be yeah maybe you're right because i was like i didn't see up in the background because he's been staying in like that almost same spot the entire time like just plumped over or, like on the cliff side in earlier shots so i just assumed it was probably like a uh a nearby cliff yeah yeah must have been but so yeah so, th- so they both come away feeling rather different and the next time they run into each other uh Toph starts to apologize but Katara cuts her off and is like hey don't don't apologize because I I've actually got an idea for us Toph's even like I won't pull any more scams but Katara's like hey I got a great idea let's go pull one more scam and like Angan at seventeen ten, Angan are like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, she wants in. She wants to have fun. Yeah, where's well, I bet even hockey was shocked. Yeah, hockey and mobile were just like, <laughs> "What?" They were eating, and then they like dropped food on themselves, and it's just like, "Ah, you have like food in your face." Yeah, they cut that shot. He was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> But so yeah, they, they do a scam and I started thinking, oh, I remember now I'm starting to remember the beginning of this episode. Uh, did, did you forget it or were you were you remembering it too? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, I'm just looking at the foaming of the mouths between both Sokka and Aang at 1725. I guess they're really taking that foaming mouth guy from Kyoshi Island to heart. Oh, yes. Chris <laughs> and Priest brother, or at least we remember you, brother. Anyway, um... But yes, no, it would appear that, uh, yeah, did you guys forget that, like, the beginning of this episode was Katara sending uh, Top to jail? Yeah, now that we are approaching that, I, I will say I've never really liked this this gimmick. I think it's just, I a lot of times when this gimmick happens, by the time we get to that moment in the, the show or the movie, I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. So it's not like I was on the edge of my seat, like, oh, when are we going to get the reveal? You just kind of get lost in the real story and just forget about that gimmick. So yeah, you're t- and like, like you probably said, but yeah, reiterating, you mean this like plot point or trope, cliche, whatever you want to call it, um, of like the I guess fake out or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, or just opening up in the middle of a story and then being like, oh, don't you wonder how they got here? Usually, I'm just so caught up in the the story itself that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. I didn't need that gimmick. Like, you don't mean in media's res, do you? Uh, it depends how they do it. If we're starting in the middle of a, something and it just keeps going, but if you start in the middle of something and then cut back, like, three days later, like they do here, yeah, I don't I don't feel like that's a useful story device. All right, well, stay away from Uncharted 2. <laughs> <laughs> or, I guess, technically the beginning of Uncharted did that, didn't they? The film? The movie, I mean, yeah, the film. Oh, I don't remember. Mm. I think they did where it was, yeah, it was... Uh, it was Nathan was like they they did the uh, Uncharted three where he was like on the cargo plane, and they like cut I think from there to like you know how this all began. Hmm. Speaking of how all this began, yeah, it's actually that wanted poster that inspired Katara's uh, scheme. She thinks, hey, if this is worth a lot of money, 
let's bring you in and, you know, I'll, I'll get the, uh, we'll, we'll lock you in a cage. They don't know you're an earthbender, so you'll be able to break out. And then I'll get the reward money, and then we can all just, yeah, flee to Mexico and live off of the, the, the money for the rest of our lives. She's like, tough, I got three words for you. One last job. <laughs> there you go. Then we'll go to a country with no extradition. Yeah. <laughs> and, then the, and then the United States will come and try to nab us uh, extraditedly. And then we'll become spies. Oh, no, wait. Now we're getting lost. <laughs> lost? I mean, I guess that's what happened in that show. Oh, oh, I don't remember that season. <laughs> that was the uh, season they didn't show. It was the one after like everybody thought was the finale. <laughs> Because remember, like one last job. There's never, there's never such a thing as one last job. Yeah, the fate of the lost. <laughs> but lost of the fate. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Then we see those those three identical guards. They snatch her up, and you know, we basically had the same scene. Play it again. They saved some, saved some time, like a minute, with uh, repeating that there. Of course. And then I guess the sheriff or constable, whatever you want to call, uh, thanks Katara for like you know nabbing the son of a gun. And she's like, uh, the reward itself is is uh, seeing her go behind bars. Yeah, but I still want the actual reward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that was cute. Yeah, a cute piece of animation for her face, too. Yep. And, uh, oh, yes, of course. The, uh, but, but just like, wait, so they're going to throw her off in prison. Yeah, a prison with metal bars. So that's how she'll get out. So they get away scot-free. The, fan, uh, the plan is foolproof. Until the guard throws her in a uh, wooden box. Mm, mm-hmm. Or, sorry, wooden wooden cage. Yeah, wooden box, and they started throwing dirt on top of it, and, yeah, she could brush away the dirt, but, yeah, she was in the wooden box, yeah. So, wait, can... I forget, can... I forget the mechanics of seismic sense, but, like, does it have to be earth-based material, or can she still, like, just hit, like, you know, her foot on any solid object? Like, would not, like being counted as that and just like feel like the you know area around her because like metal is the metal cage is right next to her yep yeah you're you're poking holes i was gonna poke very similar holes i was like i bet there's some boulders that she could just smash right through this wood and escape ah no there should be many yeah get arounds for this but we're just supposed to buy it so yeah no yeah just uh yeah yeah okay anyway but Combustion Man, or uh, Sparkly Sparkly, or Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man. <laughs> sparkly Sparkly Boom Man is a different, Bloom Man is a different guy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, basically the uh, so the sheriff is trying to rummage around to get the reward for Katara, and then like, yeah, Boba Fett shows up. Yep, and yeah, we see that he's actually huge compared to her. He's a very tall dude. I didn't realize he was that tall. He even has to, uh, yeah, bend down to walk through a doorway. So, yeah, pretty spooky villain for, for these little kids here. Well, it's the big show. Sorry. <laughs> but we don't see what happens with her. First, we cut. We have to cut back over to uh, Hockey and the gang as they're all concerned about about Katara. You know, Aang, he's pacing back and forth. And he's like, hey, I feel like they, you know, Toph and Katara, they've been gone a while. What's going on over there? So, yeah, they're starting to put things together. Big one like this one. A big one like this wouldn't take this long. Yeah. And I, I love this moment. I think this is a lot of fun. We're... They're like, okay, I guess we better go investigate. Uh, Appa, you're in charge. Uh, Hockey and and Momo, you guys stay here. And the, Appa sits up. He was kind of snoozing, but he sits up and looks at the two of them, and they look at him. Then they're like, okay, let's let's get back to fighting. 
and then immediately Appa just shuts them down <laughs> and then just looks at him again. I'll have none of this. Stop it. Yeah, I love that moment. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> it's just his end face after he's done yelling and just looking at them I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I'll have none of this. Goes back to sleep. But then we cut back into the, the wooden box that, again, they should easily be able to open. But it's an excuse for them to have a, yeah, another emotional scene of them coming together and, and realizing that they need to sort out their issues. Golly gee, it's a trap. Like that guy who said it in that one episode six movie and were the guys in episode five. Wait a minute. Yeah. And I, I do like that Katara is so distracted by her frustration of them getting caught in her plan screwing up that she misses the fact that they're bait for Aang. The trap wasn't for them. They're just, yeah, side pieces in it. <laughs> you, you were never a player in this game. <laughs> but then she starts going off about, oh, see, this is what I was telling you about these scams being so awful. Oh, even though it's her idea. And yeah, she, she, she breaks down that she was just trying to prove that she could be more than just like a motherly figure for the group, that she could be one of the kids just having fun. And it all backfired. I, too, am a teenager. Yeah, even though I try not to be. And could be a delinquent and go, you know, nicky nicky nine door people's houses. Yeah, and then we, we've seen throughout this episode that Toph is a, you know, she could be a good liar and a swindler. So she starts lying to Toph, to Katara. She's like, oh, no, but you are fun. Uh, at least fun to argue with. Although, to be fair, I don't think she really looks like she's having fun during those arguments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, because Katara's probably actually getting to uh, hitting a nerve. Something that uh, is... Toph hasn't exactly dealt with, and the fact that, yes, even though they were controlling, in a way, Toph does miss her parents. Yeah, it was it was clear in the Blind Bandit that she really did care for them. It was just, they were so stifling that she had to get out from under their control. But yeah, no, it's it's nice that we're addressing this again, and bringing that up to the forefront give her a chance to try to reconcile that but uh 2021 uh two years ago wow um we see we're in the center courtyard i guess where the ozai statue is which is a magnificent statue by the way that oh yeah pretty, you know, how they how they uh, animated that and how they uh fit that in the shot it looks really cool and um whatever the fire is coming from exactly maybe there's like a heat source underneath i have no idea but could you imagine it's somebody that's somebody's job where they're supposed to like stay in the statue and just continuously like provide a stream of fire <laughs> just for the statue like grief i hope it pays well yeah. hope they're part of the union uh, but the, the just the, the center courtyard looks like a tie fighter wing oh interesting let me take a look here hmm. yeah 2021 2021 okay maybe i missed it again just like during uh uh what was that other one uh transformers last night <laughs> yeah well i yeah no, i mean it, it's it was i don't know it's just the first thing that like came to me yeah. where i'm like huh that looks like a tie again it's all freud what do i say it's this episode's about freud where it's just like yeah what is it well i also have the rorschach painting like what does this look like to you a tie fighter <laughs> no yeah i can see it yeah the shape yeah i can see that just that hexagonal design yeah but yeah we see that I like Aang actually realizing that he's there before he blasts them. I don't know if we could hear the like the air shifting around where his blast was going to come out, like with Godzilla. Yeah, either either that, yeah, exactly, either that or it's uh, yeah, the seismic sense. Yeah, Millennium Godzilla, I should say. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, oh no, it's Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. I love that bit. I don't know why. I just love that bit. 
And of course, Sokka, you know, being the guy that he is in the middle of this fight, starts being like, no, that name doesn't quite work. And during the fight, he's thinking about new names. <laughs> I Yeah, I got to go back to the drawing board on this one. I don't know if uh, kids are going to like it or not. If you go back to the committee. And so they, yeah, fight ensues there. And we cut back to the, the wooden cage. And I like uh, Toph's line of we need bendables. <laughs> something about that. Bendables. Yeah, something about that sounds funny. Bendables. And for whatever reason now, Katara's just, she started out sweating. I don't know, maybe it was getting hot in there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You forgot. Uh, she suggests, like, oh, what about your meteor bracelet? We have seen it in, like, you know, the, um, we, we, we've seen it in, like, some previous shots where um, we, we see her have it on there. And she's like, yeah, good idea. And tops like, off to back up the camp. Just so they didn't <laughs> steal it. It's like, yeah, fair enough. Yep, smart workaround. But maybe a workaround that we didn't need. Maybe she could have had it because instead we get this whole sweat bending routine. It does lead to uh, that, that, Toff line to, to end the scene there with the what was it the the sweaty stinky uh bender or I can't remember what she said there uh here in a second but like yeah me too <laughs> okay so a sweaty stinky genius um oh. so in, in a way Katara is obviously naturally from the South Pole right she's born there so sure her she's acclimatized to cold region. not to say she's you know immune to it I'm just saying she's acclimatized that so being in heat, obviously, it would bring about, and especially if it's muggy, uh, would definitely bring about a lot of sweat. So I can I can believe that, but That's let's fair. just say as a guy who guy who sweats a lot, um, not now not not now currently, but like who does sweat a lot, like doesn't take a lot for me to like start sweating, but like still like I think she's gonna need a lot more sweat than that. But yes. anyway, we only have what is it? We only have yeah. like. Three minutes left in the episode, so anyways, cut away from there after she cuts through, I assume, presumably. Yeah. To um, uh, Bubba Fett, like, wreaking havoc on the town. Who's paying for this stuff? Oh, they're they're losing the economy. Let's not forget our gang has already taken a bunch of money out of the economy, so it's going to take them years to rebuild all this stuff. But I, I do think that they do a good job with the animation of his blasts and his destruction. I think all that stuff's quite well done. And he still looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's, like, the design from, like, the first time we saw him looks still intact with what yeah. we've seen before. So, exactly. Yeah, thumbs up there from that. And then we see A, you know, trying to, you know, split up from Sokka so they, like, you know, can get away from him. And, um, yeah, of course, like, you know, he's he's a target. So, you know, uh, Bubba Fett tries to, you know, paint the target with his uh, with his eye and blasts Aang straight into um, the statue of Ozai's chest and knocks Aang at least down. Yeah, I like that it looked like he was fading, like he was about to, uh, the, the ref was about to drop his hand and it was going to hit the, the bat. But then right before he lands, he just awakens enough to land on his feet before he falls. Yeah, somehow like a cat, yeah. he like lands it's like cat. on his feet, thankfully. Like, I don't know if he like airbend himself down, like, you know, slowed his ascent, but like, yeah, definitely like took a hard one. Yep. And right, right as he's laid out there, you know, he's, he's not fully recovered. And he's just about to get the finisher from the Combustion Man here, or the, the uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. That's when Katara brings out her special move and freezes his head with this big, uh, like, iceberg. And it was making me think back to uh, the M. Night movie again, when she froze uh, Zuko in that, that ice one. We were like, oh man, is she leaving him there to die? Yeah, different than in the show where it was only up to his face. Like, it was just his body that was immobilized, not his head. Yeah, yeah. 
but which was the which was the downfall because then once the sun came out he just started breathing in and like yeah. creating heat again but uh no for some reason i was thinking of um uh is it lazo or is it lazo jr i don't remember but the, the lamp um uh, the pixar lamp for some reason i don't know why oh okay yeah i see it i was just thinking or i guess maybe kids nowadays will think of like chainsaw head man i have i have no idea or just chainsaw man i don't, I don't really know <laughs> i never read the comic yeah i only vaguely know what that is it's literally what you said it is, or it's what I said it was. But as, as they're making their escape, as he's trying to get the ice off him, uh, Toph is at the rear of the group, and she notices that he's that he breaks through, and she grabs a big boulder and throws it at him. Just as a distraction to, you know, like, you know, get, like, some distance between the two of them, or two parties. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know if, I don't know if she just threw that one, and then it just happened at a tiny... No, this, this is for us, the audience... Because they are running away. I don't know if Toph sees it with seismic sense, but what we we're about to see at like starting at twenty two thirty one is that it, it seems that either like a vacuum sucks in from like the, the eye oh. or the tattoo, excuse me, but like a stray piece of rubble like comes in from the column like, like gets attracted from the column. I have no idea why, but in slow motion, good slow motion by the way. Yeah. And domes the guy in the head like it was David and Goliath um, with the sling. And he's visibly in pain from that. He's like, ow, that hurt. And then he, you know, retaliates by trying to shoot another bolt at him or at the boomerangs. And then as soon as he tries that, something happens where we see like tick, 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 boom in like a almost like it's blocked. Yeah, or like, yeah, it's being dispersed all in the wrong directions. Like if you're holding a spout or something, it all spurts out yeah. the sides. Yeah, so that's interesting. And I will say I wish in the animation that they hadn't made it look like it broke his skull. Because <laughs> it like bends in the skin all that way. It should have just bounced off. But that's a minor nitpick. <laughs> I think that's also to emphasize the impact it had on him. Like, yeah. oh, that hurt. <laughs> like that really hurt. Yeah, definitely hurt. He's going to be in the hospital for a long time, and they'll probably have to you know, repair that skull, but or maybe not. I'll just say the meme right now. It's it's common meme right now. It's like, call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah, I definitely don't know this meme, but, <laughs> but I do like that in the middle of them escaping, Sokka can't even wait till he's next to Aang, because Aang would be the one who knows what he's talking about. But he turns to Toph beside him. It's like, hey, I finally figured out a name for this guy. Combustion Man. I was waiting for Toph to be like, what about Sparky Sparky Boom Man? <laughs> but but she's up for the new name. She likes it better. Or at least she uses it instantly, and he's like, see, it works. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. I like it, too. That's the better fit. To be honest, I actually kind of like Sparky Sparky Boom Man. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, now that they've escaped, you know, they, I guess, even though I, I maybe, maybe Sock is just thrown under his schedule at this point. Because it feels like they were sitting in that one spot for like two days. Schedule? <laughs> What's that? Continuity in this show? Yes, they're like, oh, let's just take a rest. You know, yeah, we're, we're slowly making our way through. Let's take a nap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Hockey are sleepy. Let me just, yeah, we'll both excuse ourselves. And then Katar and Toph start talking again. And, and Toph's got a, a nice little idea that even though she, she can't read, she wants, or write, she wants Guitar to help her write a letter to her parents. I think that's pretty sweet. Yes. No, it's, it would seem that we yeah, get um, 
don't know if it's the conclusion to this, you know, little bout or spat that these two had with each other. Uh, all, you know, starting in the chase and I guess ending here, but anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's hopefully like they, they found common ground. They've mended the bridge yeah. and decided to find the common ground by sending that letter to her parents. Then they cap it off with one more joke as, as Sokka says, hey, where'd hockey go? So, so they, yeah, you know, this they, they keep the fun. They, they do a good job balancing the the more tender stuff with the fun. So, so what do you think of this episode, the runaway? Well, you know, I'm not throwing it under the bus for being the follow up to the uh, Avatar and the Fire Lord because obviously they're not all in order, or else you know they would be. But like, I guess as a filler ish episode for um, resolving this plot point from the chase, I think it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, as you say, not a good follow-up to the, the Avatar and the Fire Lord. It does look a lot paler in comparison. But as a, a more comedy, uh, yeah, filler episode, more character-focused and plot-focused, yeah, I think this one serves that role quite well. It's a good balance of the humor and the, the serious, and I, I like to see a more female-focused episode between these two. Sokka and, and Aang are just there to make jokes. It's really about keeping the lens on these two and how their inner dynamics uh, work. And I think that was all nice. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Like the Moy animation did a absolutely fantastic job. I, I like want to, I, I need to like really emphasize that. Like you guys did a good job. Yeah. I like the animation of this one. Definitely feeling that. Uh, I'm not, the direction as well was really good with the comedy. We, we, you and I are like giving a thumbs yeah. up to the comedy in this one. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't, don't want to be too hard on Josh or anything like that. It's just like, I can't put it all on him, of course, but like, yeah. Again, I'm glad this, I'll say this, at least I'm at least glad that this follow-up got resolved. Um, but it just happened in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Oh, but yeah, we'll see how they follow up this one. Maybe it'll be yeah, more filler or maybe more, more plot-driven. I'm very curious because I don't really remember this next one too well. <laughs> well yes no we will uh we will get to that in due time but for now thank you ladies and gentlemen those in between and affiliate for listening to us uh on this episode of uh bending the elements i uh, hope you enjoyed it hopefully it was you found it either intellectually stimulating or at least yeah it, it was it was a good like you know relaxing time and yeah, it's just you, you, it, was, uh, it was a good thing to listen to in the background. Or we're just white noise. I have no idea. <laughs> and tune in during the overview when we finally get an interview with Hockey. I've heard that he's really easy to get. I'm hoping still. So we're going to see if we can get that get going here. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that's going with him. Especially the uh, what I hear was the old um, bossing say screw job like that was uh that was something that we gotta ask him about oh that's yeah that's a tough subject he might yeah he might not want to get into that I'm not... yeah no that's yeah it's, it's been a while it's been it's been 10 years man like been, been 10 years i don't know if he'll still won't be <laughs> but anyway yes now if you have a uh have a messenger hawk don't do what Sokka did and um you know just not have a proper glove that ripped his you know arms <laughs> open with <laughs> <laughs> with those exposed talons and whatnot actually you know properly care for your your falcon or your messenger bird um, there you go you know, again and yeah if you're going to be into falconry and stuff like that you got to respect the animal or else you, you know it's, it's 
So it's a really living being. I can tell your head off. I'll just be rid of those talents. So yeah, no, like uh, if you're gonna or just take up bird watching like this guy does and start a uh, a, a bird watching book, uh, whatever it is. Like um, was Owlman from Watchmen. Till next time. contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Here we go again. Enter at your peril. We'll never come back again. It's got a death curse. We have such sights to show you. Set it off with hockey, who is never to be seen again. No way, come on. Now you're breaking out the spoilers. I'm hoping that you're lying. <laughs> Wait, you don't know? No, I don't know. I don't remember. No, he doesn't come back. He does not come back. Hey, I, I, I'm pulling, I'm, I'm holding out hope. I think maybe you got memory wrongs. I don't think so, but that's just me. Um, you got the memory wrongs disease. Probably, I am. Probably it's the Alzheimer's starting for me, but, oh, no. um, well, here's the thing. Like, how does hockey know where to find her parents? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's probably just going to fly to the nearest tree and just sit there. Yeah, like, I know Bossing Say is occupied right now by the Fire Nation, but, like, her town's not. So, or at least as far as I'm aware, they're not. We haven't been given any indication that they are. So, where does he go exactly? He just, like, goes back, goes back to town and never comes back. <laughs> Maybe, you know, break there like, okay, you, may, you didn't work out so great in that pilot. You know, it's behind the scenes stuff. We, we claimed it was the audience, test audience that didn't like him. But, you know, he's a friend of the family. We gave him another shot and <laughs> maybe he didn't get along on the set. Him and Momo clearly had some <laughs> tense moments there. And Yeah, so like he, he was doing an interview with like a really like the, the not, not the late, late show with Craig Ferguson, but like somebody like later than Craig Ferguson. And, you know, they were asking like, so what exactly happened on set with you guys? And he was like, well, see me and Momo. Yeah. I was in, during the scene. We were supposed to like have a spat. I was giving him some tough love. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> him and Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, I wanted to make sure it felt real. So, you know, I started laying those, those punches in, you know, brotherly love kind of thing. And he got all sensitive and complained to the producers and yeah. And that's what began a 10 year long, um, 
back and forth of like yeah just a beef yeah check out their twitter there's some real sniping going on there between them oh man like yeah hockey was sending like you know uh drop-ins on momo momo was throwing some like rotten eggs at uh, it was it was yeah it was nasty oh man oh man <laughs> rocky or hockey was sending like uh like uh encoded me- or like inappropriate messages to momo with letters it was, yeah, it was ugly oh no but definitely tweeting at him Oh, and uh, just for the record, before you uh, hit or uh, stop recording, or if you already have, sure. I have it right here on the uh, the wiki uh, that yes, indeed, it does say here trivia in hockey and Momo's and Emity was similar to the rivalry between Momo and Zuko's hawk in the Unair pilot. They didn't say it was hockey in the Unair pilot, but the only appearance of hockey was in fact book three fire. 307, The Runaway. Well, my, my, I got my fingers crossed that over the next year we'll have another attack of the Mandela effect and he'll suddenly be a main character. Yeah, they go back in time and yeah, you just... <laughs> in the next week, you just go back in time and like change it all. And it's just like, before we start the next episode, it's like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, then it'll suddenly be that we were talking about hockey every episode. and yeah. <laughs> Wow, so much for that effect. <laughs> but nice, there we go. Thanks for the uh, the clarification. Uh, should I keep that in spoilers or should I? No, it's, it's up to you. I'll let you. Uh, I'll leave you to. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll leave you to decide on that one. 